Hello, my name is Kevin Demian. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, excited to continue our series called Trapped. So let's pray. Generally, Father God, I thank you so much for, for loving us. God, I pray that today we would take just a moment to say, God, what is in our life that we need to see, we need to know, we need to hear from you on? I pray that you use the message today to help us grow in our relationship with you, to connect with you, and to connect with others. God, we thank you for your grace and your love and your truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So there's a story of a man who, uh, he was single and lived in a neighborhood and often in neighbors, uh, you, you know, you don't always talk to all your neighbors and know all your neighbors. And he knew of the different neighbors, a few of them, but there was a, a, a woman who was beautiful and recent, had been divorced for a while that lived uh, across the street from him. They didn't talk a whole lot, but he didn't know of her and they did talk some. And so he was surprised one day to see her uh, come across and, and knock at his door. So kind of his mind was kind of wondering, what, what, would she, what is she interested in? Why is she here? And so he went to the door and he, he um, opened it and uh, she said, hey, are you free tonight? Of course, she kind of got a little excited and interested at the same time and was like, yeah, yeah, I am, I'm free. And she said, well, that is great. She said, because I wanna go out, have a lot of fun, I'm feeling lonely, and I wanna connect with someone, some people. And he's thinking, well, this is great. He says, so will you watch my kids for me? <laughs> well, this story makes me wonder how this guy felt. Uh, was he struggling with the loneliness too? Did he want to go out too and, and make connections and have all of that? And for us, a lot of times, you know, maybe, maybe we're feeling the same way. And for her, maybe she didn't even realize that he might be struggling with some of the same things. And for us, no matter where we're at, either way, there are people all around us who are struggling with this feeling of loneliness. And so one of the problems we have with this these idea of what loneliness is, is there tends to be a stigma. A stigma on loneliness that it, it, it only applies to people who, who don't have friends or they're not married. And the truth of it is that loneliness can affect anyone at any time. And some people, in fact, we all have things that happen in our lives that can invite loneliness into our lives. We have different things that take place. For instance, uh, if you move, move to a new city or a new place, and you lose some of the connections that you had at the other place, uh, or you go through a breakup, or you go through a divorce, or you lose a loved one. Those are all seasons in your life and times in your life where, where you can feel lonely. And it's simply really getting through that process of understanding what that new normal is like for you. But with that, there is a difference between being alone, uh, feeling lonely, and also uh, struggling, being trapped in this idea of loneliness. And just because you're alone does not mean you're feeling lonely. There are times in, in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I'd like to be alone. In fact, I need to be alone to recharge and refresh. So this idea of being alone doesn't mean that you're struggling with loneliness. And there's other times in our life where we struggle with just feeling uh, lonely because of circumstances, but then there are also seasons where it can move into where we feel trapped in loneliness and we hit a cycle where it's really difficult for us to get out of it. And for us, we're gonna be really looking at this idea of what it looks like to be trapped in loneliness and how we can move out of that as we continue our series. On the other side, maybe you are someone here today and you're thinking, you know what? I really don't struggle with loneliness. This is not an issue for me. Well, first of all, that's wonderful and I'm thankful that you're in that way. 
but I also hope that you'll just stick with me today. Stick with us because for you, maybe you're somebody here today that can learn some things about how you can reach out to your neighbors or your friends or the people you work with or family members who may be struggling with loneliness as well. So for us, as we look at it, we wanna remember and see that no matter where we're at in life, there are people that are struggling with loneliness. So today, as we think about this, one, they're gonna hit the main truth and the focus of the day is gonna be this, that if you feel you are alone, no, you're not alone. So whether you're struggling with loneliness, whether you know someone who is, or whether you feel trapped in this, you can know that if you feel you are alone, no, you're not alone. Now, this idea for us here is so big for us. Understanding this, knowing that we're not alone is huge in moving us out of those feelings of loneliness, moving us out of this idea of being trapped in loneliness into something so much more. But for us, we, we just often wanna have somebody that we know is there with us, knows there for us, and essentially just gets us. This idea that I just wanna know somebody gets me, understands me, know what I'm feeling, know what I'm going through, know what's going on with me. And, and because of this, this idea of knowing we're not alone really has two parts and two ways that we know we're not alone. The first way is this, is know that God is there for you. You can know that God is there for you. That no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, you can know that God is there for you. Also, secondly, other people feel lonely too. You're not the only one who feels this way. And so I think beginning the process of understanding what it feels like to be trapped in loneliness, what it feels like to have these emotions of loneliness, what it feels like to be going through this, knowing that God is there for us and that other people also feel the same way or are struggling the same way can help us take steps in the right way. As I think about this idea of moving past this, uh, for me, one of my favorite verses comes in Romans uh, chapter eight, verse 38 and 39. It says this, it says, for I am persuaded that not even death or life, nor angels nor rulers, or things present or things to come, or hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This idea, I love this verse because it helps me know no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what emotions you may be struggling with, no matter if you're dealing with loneliness or something else, you can know that there's nothing you're going to do that's gonna separate you from the fact that God loves you and will pursue you. And he's there wanting to walk through life with you. No matter what you've done, he's there. He loves us through it all. And this is true whether we feel lonely or even if we just wonder, does someone understand me or get me? There's something to know that God's gonna walk through every hard moment. He's gonna walk through every difficult circumstance, every day of our life, and he's gonna be there with us. There's also something strange about loneliness too, though, as we know that we, we, we feel like we're not alone, uh, but there's something strange about loneliness because uh, while you can feel lonely when you're alone, you don't have to be alone to experience the loneliness. This idea is while you, while you feel, can feel lonely when you're alone, you don't have to be alone to experience loneliness. You can be single, married, have kids, don't have kids, have a job, don't have a job, be rich, be poor, be healthy, be sick, and still struggle with loneliness. It's not just about being alone in that. In fact, researchers have found that loneliness appears to be widespread among 
Americans, affecting three out of every four people. This is not saying that, that three out of four people feel trapped in loneliness, but people feel lonely. Loneliness might not even mean what we think because this idea uh, is a misperception that loneliness is actually this idea of, of social isolation. We think of, when we think of loneliness, sometimes we just think of the movie Castaway. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Tom Hanks on an island and he talks to a ball. You know, that idea, that, that's not what loneliness always is. In fact, I was reading an article in US News uh, and it said this. It said, loneliness is subjective. It is what you feel. The definition of loneliness is distress because of a discrepancy between actual social relationships and desired social relationships. There's a discrepancy, there's a discrepancy between what I want and what I have. So feeling lonely can move from being trapped in loneliness when that gap between what we want a relationship to look like uh, or a particular relationship even to look like and what it actually is. So when we have those feelings of loneliness, when that gap between what we want our relationships to be like and what they are can actually move us towards that feeling of being even more lonely and trapped. And loneliness can be depressing. It can move us towards a place in life where we hit this cycle, the struggles. But there's even something that can make this feeling lonely even worse. And that's that, the idea that being lonely and then we the idea that be, when we're lonely, we think everybody else around us is perfectly content. You know, you look at all their social media and they're always on trips and they look happy and all those kind of things. And you think, I'm the only one who feels this way. However, thinking you're doing worse at life than everyone else is kind of like just kicking the horse when it's down. Actually, I would encourage you to never kick a horse regardless of whether it's up or down. But, but if the idea, you get my point, you know, when you kick a horse when it's down, it's like beating, it's like, ah, we just make it worse. So how do we keep ourselves from moving from this feeling of loneliness to being trapped in loneliness? How do we end up uh, looking at this idea of moving from being trapped in loneliness to understanding that we wanna find contentment in our circumstances or the relationships we have? And I think this idea of knowing that God is there with us, he's there for us, he's there walking through our lives with us, as well as knowing that other people feel that way can help us move towards that step and move us out of feeling trapped or prevent us from becoming trapped in that emotion. So I wanna encourage you really, how do we do this? How do we move out of that? How do we know just, okay, just knowing that God is there, just knowing other people feel this way, that's a good thing. But how do we actually begin to process that? How do we move out of that? What can we do to see ourselves move out of that feeling of trap into something else? And I think there's really two main ways I wanna focus on today. The first one is we need to reach out to God. You know, the idea is that we need to be okay with feeling lonely at times. And when we're reaching out to God, it's that good reminder to us to realize it's okay for us to accept the fact that we're lonely sometimes, that we feel alone sometimes. But we don't want to dwell on it. If we put our attention on the fact we're lonely, it keeps us from putting our attention on God and who he is and what he desires for us. But we don't have to feel connected all the time. It's interesting, we live in a world today where we're more connected to people than ever before, yet we can feel more disconnected to people. We pull out our phone, and I used to talk about how the phone used to be just something you would call someone on. Now it's a whole community of people right in your fingertips. But even with that community of people that you can reach thousands upon thousands of people, you can still feel alone. But the idea here is knowing that when we feel alone, we actually can have more time to be with God. 
it may just actually be a sign for us that God is, is, is putting in our hearts and life. Lone, the feeling of loneliness might be a blessing from God that he's just saying, hey, I'm here. Now you have more time. Spend it looking at me, seeing what you know. And I feel like that's some level with that. And, and I wonder if we take advantage of the fact that we often, when we feel lonely, it's causing us to put focus on that gap and what our relationships should be like. What if we put that attention and focus on the relationship of God and who he is and put that attention there? The idea is that God wants to fill any void we have in that gap of that relationship. He wants to be in our life. He wants to show us that he's there, that he is enough. Psalm 910 says, those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you. I love this. As we reach out to God, we're reminded he will not abandon us. He has not abandoned you. No matter how you feel, whether you feel lonely or don't feel lonely, God's goodness uh, and, and who he is is not determined by how we feel. Whether he's pursuing you or not pursuing you isn't determined by how we feel. He is pursuing you and he loves you. Doesn't mean our circumstances are gonna work out just how we want. Doesn't mean everything's gonna be okay because God loves us and he's there for us. But what it does mean is that he is there walking us through every situation. So I remember uh, one of the interesting seasons of my life when I was graduating from high school and was heading off to college my freshman year. I went to, I lived in, uh, near Atlanta, Georgia, and I uh, went to a small college, about a thousand students in South Georgia. And when I went down there, I was very excited and it was just a great opportunity to kind of to start over and meet a whole bunch of new people. And I was kind of being a little more extroverted. I was excited about that opportunity to meet a bunch of people and the new experiences. So I got there. And as I got there, uh, I started forming these relationships. Now, being a small college, there really was only a few places and ways you could start building connections. And you kind of either needed to make connections or you were kind of left out a little bit. And for me, there were three fraternities and three sororities. So I decided uh, one of the, the fraternities kind of fit the kind of different people that I connected with. And so I thought, I, you know what? I got to know them a little bit. I liked them. I thought, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pledge with this fraternity. And so as I got in and started pledging with the fraternity, I'd, we'd go there and hang out on the weekends and spend time with people. And, and for me, this is the same time a season in my life when God was really moving me towards uh, wanting to be in ministry and work in church and work with students and work with people and, and things like that. So the decisions I was trying to make were really in line with what I've, I felt like God was doing in my life. So I was one of the people there that I, I just chose not to, to drink while a lot of people were. I also had the encouragement because my dad said, if you're drinking and your grades go down, I'm not paying for school anymore. And I'm like, okay, that I, do, I don't wanna have to pay for school. So that makes sense for me. Um, and so I didn't do that. And I never felt like they judged me for not drinking, just like I wasn't there to judge them for when they did. They were friends and we connected. In fact, they would often come to me and say, Kevin, man, you look like you're having a great time. What are you drinking? I said, I'm not drinking anything. I just enjoy life. I just enjoy life. I have a relationship with Christ and I love it. And so they were kind of, uh, it was an interesting relationship. So with that, over time, before we made the decision to officially brother with the fraternity, uh, I was really just spending a lot of time praying and God was stirring in my heart some things and trying to really get direction and clarity on my future. And I just felt like at this time, I didn't need to make that decision to, to, to brother uh, and be a part of that fraternity. Now, they were my friends. They were pretty much my only group of friends at that time. So I talked to the president of the fraternity. I said, hey, look, this is nothing against you or the fraternity. I love you guys. You're the ones that I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm there. I just, 
I just don't feel like I need to make this commitment at this time. I feel like there's so many other things going on in my life. And he, of course, says, you know, we don't judge you because you don't drink. I said, I know, that's not, that's not really the reason why at all. I just, I just feel like at this time, I need to put an emphasis on some other things in my life. And he said, okay, we shook hands. He said, he tried to convince me not to, 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 to step back. And I said, it's gonna be okay, you know, we'll still hang out. I, I just, I'm not gonna be able to make that decision. So I went back to my dorm and a few days later went by and the weekend came and I went up to go hang out at the fraternity house with everybody like I've done most weekends. And I walked in there and uh, I walked in, I remember walking in the door and there was people in the room. There was kind of a big room there and there was a lot of other little rooms and walked in and there's people standing around, these, my good friends, and not one person would look me in the eye. I said, hey, nothing. They didn't say a word to me. I walked through another room Nobody in that room would talk to me. They actually pretended like I was not even there. And I walked through the house for several minutes and realized at that point that they had totally decided that no one was going to talk to me again. These are the only people that I was really friends with there at this time. Because these are people that I had spent the first couple of months of college with. I didn't know other people. And I remember walking down the steps of that house with nobody talking to me and thinking, what in the world have I done? feeling so lonely. And I remember going back to my dorm room and just getting on my knees and praying, God, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I spent the next few months trying to build some relationships with other people, but people had already had their, their, their groups formed and they were already there. And I kind of got in a little bit, but ideally for me, what I needed to do was just pursue God. And so every night while everyone else was hanging out, I would go and spend time alone pursuing God, reading his word and growing closer to him. And in that season of my life was one of the hardest seasons I ever went through. One of the most lonely times to have everybody you know turn on you. Nobody was there for me and felt like nobody understood. And in that moment, I realized the one person, the one that did understand was God. And even though I felt trapped in my season of loneliness, it was the greatest season of growth in my life. I would never go back and change that for anything. While I was going through it, I would have changed it in a heartbeat. But afterwards, I look at that and I'm so thankful for that season of loneliness where I reached out to God and pursued him. It's what made me more of who I am in my faith. It's allowed me to go through the other hard seasons of loneliness and hardships in my life. And so for us to realize in here today, for you, I don't know where you are in your season of loneliness, where you're, maybe you're out of a season of loneliness or maybe you're kind of starting to feel that a little bit because you've moved or you've started a new job or you're feeling kind of out of place or maybe you feel trapped. But if you are, reach out to God. Or maybe you're in here today and you've not, you don't have a relationship with God. And so the first step for you is to, to start a relationship with God through Jesus. And so for us, Maybe for you, it's that you need to realize that, that, that Jesus died on a cross from you. He came to earth, died on the cross, and God raised him from the dead. That the fact that our sins separate us from a holy God. And the only way to be restored to him is to have someone who's lived a perfect life stand in our place for us, and that's Jesus. And so for you, it's putting your faith and trust that Jesus is who he says he is, and your faith and trust that he is your savior, and that you can be, be connected back to God. And when you do that, you now belong to Jesus. And you now belong to a community of people who also believe in Jesus. And there's a community of people 
And with that community of people, you are now not alone anymore. Which, which then brings us to kind of that next thing. You see, it's one thing to reach out to God, and that's great. I, I think that's the, the best thing we can do in any circumstance in our life when we're struggling, is to reach out to God, pursue him, get in his word, follow him, do that. That's, that's the best thing we can do. But alongside of that, I was still missing some things in my life at that time. I was still missing those connections with other people. And I began praying for God to bring people who were also pursuing a relationship with God in my life. And so I changed schools, went to a different college. God brought some other friends in my life and I began to be intentional with those relationships. Uh, and in that, began to reach out, then I realized I need to reach out to others. Reach out to others is the second thing. We need to reach out to others who feel alone, but also who can help us, who are like-minded and make those connections. You see, the answer to loneliness is connection with others. We need to seek out meaningful connections rather than waiting for them to come to us. When we're feeling lonely and we're waiting for people to come to us, we can often miss out because we tend to push people away when we're feeling that way. And if someone's reaching out to us, we, we, we want them to keep proving, keep proving that they're gonna come to us. And the reality of it is we need to be intentional with them because we continue to keep that cycle of being trapped going on when we push people away. You know, for me, I needed to get a place in my life where I knew I had to take actions to have friends in my life. And so that's when I made that transition to the new school. Now, I'm not telling any of you guys here you need to change colleges or change jobs or, or change any, you, you know, that kind of stuff. For you, it simply is that there are enough meaningful relationships in your life now that you can latch onto or seek out that I think you're okay. You may need to do some of those things, but, but for me, I needed to make a shift in the college I attended uh, and God used that to help me focus on reaching out to others. So if you are feeling trapped in loneliness, I want to encourage you to be intentional with your pursuit of God as well as intentional in your pursuit to seek like-minded people in your life. And because we belong to Christ, we now have a community to connect with. 2 Corinthians 10, 7 says this. It says, if anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should remind himself of this. Just as he belongs to Christ, so do we. What that's saying is when you belong to Christ, you do belong to the community, as I was saying earlier. But even though we all belong to Christ and have that community to connect with, does not mean that we're all alike. We're different and we're gonna connect with some people better than other people. And some people are gonna be at different seasons of life and we may not connect with them. It doesn't mean they don't like you or they do like you, it doesn't mean any of that, but there's differences. And that's okay. You see, we're called to love everyone, but we might not be able to connect with everyone. Love everyone, but we might not connect with everyone. Romans 12, four and five says this. It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We do belong to others. We're not alone. We do have a community of people. And as we seek to move past our loneliness, as we we connect with other people, we realize that there are gonna be people that have different functions and different things going on. And one of the best ways that we can come together with this community of people and, and to reach out to others is to start serving. And you think, what does serving have to do with dealing with loneliness? The idea is when we're looking to, to resolve those feelings of loneliness, we wanna connect with people. And what better way to connect with people who are also not dwelling on the problem, focusing on others and making a difference for what God is doing in our lives. Now, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but in our kids' ministry here, we have over 100 volunteers serving. 
But you know what? There's room for so many more. We have so many kids that attend and so many needs that are here. And the truth of it is, there's a lot of opportunities for you to connect with people as well as make a, make a difference. And for us, one of the things we're intentional about in our serving communities is to build a community of people. We have huddles before our preschool, uh, our preschool groups serving, our elementary, middle school, high school, guest services, uh, traffic team, all those things. We have huddles. And those huddles' purpose are twofold. One, one it's, it's to connect you with other people, help you get to know other people and build that sense of community. And so you begin to form those relationships of like-minded people. The second things it does, it helps equip you uh, so that you can be, uh, feel like what you're doing and serving, you can do a good job. I do know that one of the reasons why a lot of people say, I'm not, I don't think I can serve, is you don't feel like you know enough or you're ready to step into a role. And that's why we want to coach you, encourage you, and help you in that process wherever you are. Second reason a lot of times people don't, don't con, um, connect with serving is you feel too busy. Well, ideally, we would love for everybody to be able to be at a place in your life where you could attend one service and serve the other. That would be an ideal. Every week being able to experience the community here and the community in serving. And that would be a great thing. However, we know not everybody's in that season of life. Not everybody can do that every week, whether it's going on with your family or your kids. And so with that, we wanna give you an opportunity to connect and serving in our kids' ministry, whether you can serve once a month or twice a month or three times a month. Uh, we wanna give you a place to serve. And so if you're feeling like, I can't commit every week, that's okay. We want you to, to walk out to our serve board, pick one of those cards up in our kids' area, and, and we're gonna help coach you, encourage you, connect you, and help you walk through what that season of life you're in to help you make the right steps at the season you're in. And I think this would be a great opportunity for you to build those connections and make that community. And because of that, we wanna, we wanna really make sure that we all are moving towards us, reaching out to others as well. And we think this is a great way for you to do that. As we think about here today of the idea that we're not alone and knowing that God is with us and other people feel this way, and this idea that we need to reach out to God and reach out to others, in just a moment, we're going to be closing uh, with a song we want you all to sing. And this is a song that we've done here before, but I don't know if you're like me, but I'm one of those kind of people that I don't always catch the lyrics. And this song actually has lyrics that I didn't realize uh, was, in, was in there. In fact, the lyrics are very subtle, but they're also very significant. And, and this idea of this song, the song is called Another in the Fire. And the three uh, lines of verses actually change in each section. And this starts off and it says this. The first one says, there was another in the fire. Talking about God was there when we went through fire and the waters. It says, there is another in the fire. God is there and there will be another in the fire. Now, I never realized that when the song was playing, that that's what it was saying. I just kind of was singing it and I was enjoying it. But as I, I want you today, as you're thinking about how at times we feel alone, at times we feel lonely, we're struggling with that, we can know that God is there for us. You're either at three places often in your lives, you're either have just gone through a storm in your life or feeling lonely or struggled. You're either currently going through that where God is in the fire with you now, or you're going to be going through it knowing that no matter what you go through, God will be there with you and for you. So as we sing this song, I want you to take a moment, pray and say, God, where am I in the fire? Have I just gone through it? Am I in it or am I about to go through it? And just give that time to God and sing and worship him 
and say thank you for being there with me. Why don't you stand and join us for a time of singing. Is it not?
sit here in our life and look at where we're at, we can know that if we're feeling alone or we're feeling struggling with loneliness, we can know that we're not alone. That God is there with you in your hardships. God is there with your troubles. God is there when you feel lonely, when you feel afraid. God is there and no matter what you're dealing with, He is there walking through you. He loves you and He's pursuing you. So my prayer is today is you realize that loneliness is not hopelessness. It does not have to defeat you. In fact, it can empower you to know Christ and help make him known to others. And if we walk out of here and stand here today saying, God, I know in one hand, I'm gonna be reaching out to you no matter what I'm going through. And on the other hand, I'm gonna reach out to other people and know God together, we can find you and experience you the way you created for us too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for walking through the fire with us and the waters with us. Thank you for helping us in the past and the present and the future. Know that, God, you love us so desperately. And I pray today that we will take one step towards you, one step towards you and towards others to be intentional with getting out of this cycle of being trapped in whatever we're dealing with. And we thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.